Welcome everybody back in. Another episode of Dom That's True. Gosh, I'm losing count. I think we're at I think we're at week nine. Maybe week ten. We're coming up on the yeah, double digits. Uh, you know, uh, the only elephant addressing in the room will do is we are recording this on November third. I think it's the I think if I remember right, on November third this year. I had a test. Yeah. The, the only thing going good. on is the podcast. Everyone should be here. Uh, everyone should be yeah. listening. I don't think there's anything. I, I else. couldn't think of anything that could possibly be important to anybody in the nation. A slow news day. Nobody was arguing about anything. It was actually kind of nice and peaceful. Yeah, Twitter was like, my Twitter feed was dead. No, no, uh, no spam stories all about the same topic on Instagram. I don't, what am I going to, you know, what what am I going to do a pop culture minute on? There was nothing on Twitter today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nothing that I can think of. I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, this is the Dom That's True election special where we don't talk about the election at all. And we just talk about the sports. Uh, we're here to be your break, man. We're not here yeah. to increase your stress or, oh, God, you know, no. try to relieve you of stress. You know, you should be worried about politics, but not right now. It's podcast yeah. time, baby. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at the point where you should have already voted, so uh, you don't want to just sit around and watch the TV. There's nothing you can change. And yes, sir. So, yeah, so that's why we're here for you. We're here for you guys. Um, so, week nine of, Ep- of Dom That's True, uh... You know, we we joked around about having a slow, ha- having a slow news day. You know, obviously there's stuff going on, but honestly, you know who is who we've had slow news days on lately, and just because they keep beating the shit out of bad teams, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm yes, sir. I'm you know, we write these scripts every week, and it's if the Chiefs just keep beating up on bad teams, it's gonna keep being harder to find things to talk about. Because, you know, when they when they barely beat, or uh, like the Chargers, like the Chargers, when they barely oh, beat yeah, the Chargers, yeah. it was like, all right, cool, plenty to talk about, we can talk about the Chargers. But, you know, when they go and decimate the Broncos by 24 and the Jets by 28 or what, you know, I just... I mean, well, and, and like the Ravens and Bills games weren't very close either. I mean, honestly, the best one for us to talk about was that Raiders game. That, that had a lot of content in there. Yeah, that one was the best one because they lost, but... And, you know, and I told you the week before, and I was like, they're going to drop a dumb one. And then, boom, baby, Raiders right there. Drop but not for two straight weeks now. <laughs> now we've just seen we've, yeah. we've seen what I personally, Truman, like best about my teams when I, when I know I have a good team. Yeah, it's super fun to win in overtime. I'm sure the Saints were thrilled to barely come out over the Bears. I'm sure that was great. But me as a fan, I know my team is good. When we take the dead zombie dog out to the back shed and we drop a 500 pound rock directly on his head. That is what I like for my teams to do. I want to see my team crush bad teams because that is a sign of a good team. That's how you know Clemson's good. When they take all the terrible ACC talent and they don't, you know, put in their backups, they just shit all over them. And they're like, we're so much better. That's what I like my team to do. Right. I, I, you know, you were. Uh, as much as you probably don't want to talk about it, you were a KU fan there for at, yeah, for at bit, some yeah, sure. point at some point in your life. I mean, I grew up in Johnson County. You know, it's kind of like expected. Yeah, right. Like I, I forgive you. I've came to terms with that. I've forgiven you. It's fine. We moved <laughs> past it in our friendship. It's fine. I, I mean, like the only KU players I can name to this day are like Todd Reising, Sharon yeah. Collins, uh, Akib Talib. I can't even hit the I, Mario Chalmers. 
Uh, I don't even know any of their football players. I know Akeem Talib went to KU, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, and any other KU players you can name from recently is because you hate them so much. Uh, Fucking Perry Ellis, 87-year-old <clears throat> man, which is the reason, 87th year senior. Which is the reason I can name anybody from the KU roster. I, of course, grew up a Mizzou fan and hated KU. Yeah. <laughs> and when Mizzou was, you know, the best team in the nation, or, you know, a top oh, five, wait, Tyre- top five Tyre- team. Tyrese from year. KU, right? Who? Oh, that Tyre, no, Reese. It's like their quarterback. Reese or something. Todd, quarterback. T- Todd Riesling. Todd Riesling. No, Riesling. Riesling. Not Riesling. That's a nice German wine. Oh, God. Todd Riesling is, yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, that all besides, you know, but when you have a good team like this, man, it's hard, you know, the only thing you can talk about is, like, for those, K, for even for those good years with Mizzou or when KU basketball is on top, the only thing you talk about is, well, will they, will they win the national title? Where they Will they win the, will they win a Super Bowl? You know, but the Chiefs have already won a Super Bowl. It's not interesting to sit here and go, I think they should be the Super Bowl favorites. Of course they're the Super Bowl favorites. They're 7-1, and they've already won a Super Bowl. Of course they are the Super Bowl favorites. They'll be the Super Bowl favorites right. for the foreseeable future. I, I, and we play the, the Chiefs from this point on in the rest of the season. Have the easiest strength of schedule of any of the 32 teams, Truman. Did you know that? Go, team, go, going teams, into the Jets game, they did. Uh, and obviously that Jets, because it was because they added that caveat where it was going into the Jets game. And obviously the Jets mean 0-7 uh, going into that game, you know, right. helped them tank. Brings down that winning percentage. Right. So whether or not they have it going from this point on is debatable. But yeah, they do. Oh. Yeah, for all those uh, Steelers and Ravens fans, we know your schedule's cake. Uh, we know you were uh, second and fifth on the uh, strength of schedule with the Steelers having the second easiest and the Ravens having the fifth easiest. We know you were there, so Steelers and Ravens fans, which don't is, forget, we we know about your trash conference. Don't worry. Which is somewhat surprising because they get to play each other again and they have to play the Browns. And the Browns, you know, are right there. You know. Right. That's how easy their schedule is, Truman. I, yeah, I mean, I get it because <laughs> I think they're playing the – Oh, well, we're playing the East, so they got the South. Oh, yeah, and the South is our our little favorite dumpster <laughs> fire down there. Don't worry. The Texans will win one of those games. Yeah, the Texans will be, will beat Cleveland, probably, or something, unless they've already played Ooh. Cleveland. That would be my guess there. If Cleveland still has to play Houston, that's a perfect game for Cleveland to knock them off. I don't know, Truman. Drop the Chiefs, if the Chiefs can run rampant on Houston, don't you think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb could eat it up? Uh, no, because they don't have to worry about Baker Mayfield's downfield arm as much as they have to worry about Mahomes. True. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the reason the Chiefs run game is so successful. And we'll get to talk about the Chiefs run game. We'll get to talk about the Patrick Mahomes. Let's get into, uh, let's officially start the Chiefs segment here. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, with these back-to-back games, you know, we talk about it. We talk about get right game. A get-right game, you know. The Jets is everybody's get-right game this year. But really, back-to-back, the Chiefs have had two get-right games. We've had we've had uh, the Denver Broncos, which they, you know, handled in the snow and got a little bit of rest for the starters. And we got the New York Jets, which they got yep. to beat the shit out of in Kansas City. I'm so glad they didn't have to go play on that goddamn New Meadowlands turf that's taking so many Yeah, people. holy cow. Thank God. So, um, you know, do you think... And so when we talk about get right games, we're talking about getting them back on track. And obviously, after that, right. after that Raiders loss, you know, I know you're you're the steady guy here, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, you know. And but the Bills game didn't impress me because uh, the Chiefs just made the Bills look not good. It looked like the Bills overrespected the deep ball, and the Chiefs just beat the shit out of them with the run game. Uh, so that yep. game didn't like install instill faith back in me. And so, like in a way, these two games shouldn't give me faith anymore 
than that Bills game did. If I didn't have that much faith, beating the shit out of two bad teams should give me even less faith. But in a weird way, I feel like they're back on the track to the Super Bowl. And I think it's also partially like you get to get healthy. Like you don't have to play. You don't have to worry about playing your players as much. And, yeah. uh, you know, just stuff like that. But it's just like I in a weird way for me. And I want to I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about this because in a weird way for me I feel like they're back on the track to win the Super Bowl, okay. especially watching the Ravens drop to the Steelers and I'm not that impressed by that Steelers team. Yeah right. So I'm with you. Like like you said, I'm kind of the steady guy when it comes to the Chiefs. Uh, I think which the is, Chiefs know where which they would nobody be. would ever say about between yeah, I, me and you when we're yeah, when we're on this podcast. My actual insecurities and feelings about the Chiefs come out, but in real life on the surface. When we're watching yeah, the games, right? Yeah, it's yeah, always I'm, you I'm are. Yeah, one. you are one hundred percent the emotional one. I'm the I'm yeah, the slow. Sure. I'm the steady hand. No, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. But yeah, no, I think, like I said, I really like it when my team beats up on bad teams, and I think that, like, I agree with you that um, you need these kind of bad games to get your team's confidence back in them. And you know, beating down on these two teams has probably helped the Chiefs' confidence a lot. And we're going kind of towards a trap game, I think, in this Panthers game. Um, I think as a Chiefs, as Chiefs fans, we know that we should win. But I mean, the Panthers have uh, plenty of talent. I mean, luckily, uh, people were s- speculating that Christian McCaffrey might be back for the for the Chiefs uh, Panthers matchup. But I personally don't think he'll be back, so I don't think the Chiefs fans have to worry about that. But I, I do think, that, yeah, I think we're right back on check uh, to get into the Super Bowl. We don't have too many tough games left. We have to play the Bucks, but. Um, other than that, I'd say that's probably like the biggest game on our schedule left until like the AFC, AFC Championship. So I'm with you. I think we're right back on track. Yeah, I I feel you know, and the offensive line was having health issues, and I think having to get to, getting to play these bad teams, I think you get to rest a lot of those guys. You know, where you don't yeah, have to rush to back. You don't get to rush back having Mitch uh, having Mitch Schwartz back, and you know, and you get you get the Panthers next week, another team that's starting to flounder, and you get and you get a bye week after that. I just I feel like we've had. I didn't, ex- you know, I I think as Chiefs fans we knew that if we went eight and one at by at the bye week, I think you could tell every Chiefs fan that, and they'd be like, "Cool, we're gonna be awesome, yeah, cruising. and we're gonna be, and we're right back in that spot." You know, I think I think I thought like a lot of people thought, and that the Chiefs have gone to Buffalo in the middle of the season when they're much when they're a much better team and dropped that dumbass Stupid game. game. But this has been such a weird season that I think it's harder to get trapped into those games. And yeah, so, I, I, I feel like I'm weirdly confident with the Chiefs. Like, right. I always felt like the Chiefs were like, fuck, dude, you know. Especially before we won the Super Bowl and we had all those playoff losses. It just always felt that something bad was going to happen. As a Chiefs fan, whenever it got down to a late-game situation, we're like, shit, man, we're going to lose the game. And a lot of the times we did. But now, you know, we saw it last year with a Dan Sorensen pick in, New, uh, in Mexico City. Like, those kind of breaks, those game, those last play situations seem to be falling for the Chiefs this year. We've seen some game-winning kicks from Harrison Bucker. We've seen picks. We've seen our defense step up. We're not used to this as Chiefs fans. So, you know, halfway over halfway through the season, 8-1, and one, every Chiefs fan would absolutely take that. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, again, like we said, you know, 
if if you if you if you drop one one in the first half of the year and one in the second half of the year, I think everybody would have taken that. It feels a little bit worrisome since the Steelers are undefeated, but they do have to go and play. They don't have a bye week for the rest of the year, and having a late bye right. week is always a good thing to have. And while especially with Andy Reid as your head coach, and while it sucks because you really get because like an early bye week, you're not really into the swing of NFL things. But by right. week eight or nine, man, I'm I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready to watch the Chiefs, you know. And then week ten comes around and there's a bye week, and you're like, mother, what am I gonna do? Like. Watch other teams? Yeah, of oh, course. I'll watch Red wait. Zone all day. But wait, so wait, who do we get after the bye? The Raiders. You get you get to travel to Las oh, Vegas. Oh yes, which is the perfect team. Yeah, that's oh, the perfect game. Oh yes. I think the only other team that you would have rather seen in that situation was maybe getting to see the Bucks and you know, but Andy Reid oh, after a bye week after and you get watching to go and play beat. the Giants. I'm not worried about the. What Bucks. the hell was that? That was such a weird thing. To, yeah. Um, Trash. They were terrible. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of bad teams. Yeah, speaking of bad teams, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Chiefs before we move on, and we, we've already started looking ahead. But let's talk real quick about the Jets. Oh, and I want to get your thoughts. Are, is this Jet team going zero and eight? I, I mean, zero and sixteen. Sorry. Okay, I said this last week, and and I, I want to edit it. If your name is not Quinnen Williams or Michael Becta, you do not matter to the Jets. They're gonna let you play injured. Um, they don't care if you play bad. Did you you know they have the oldest secondary in the league, right, Truman? Like their average age in their secondary is like thirty five. Right, and they traded away one of the best young. They guys have a in this they secondary. have a forty year old that plays defensive back. I it, it, if this isn't the most obvious tank we've ever seen, like the Dolphins tried to tank last year. I think I think right. they did. Right, but I think I I don't think anyone told Brian Flores that they were tanking. <laughs> And he was like, "Shit, I can win! I can win these games!" And he did. And that's why I think Brian Flores is actually a really good coach. Uh, I think once that this next draft, I think the Dolphins might actually be back to being a good team. But speaking of the Jets, yeah, I cannot see them winning another game. They're bad in every facet of the ball except for one. Their kicker's good. I liked what I saw out of their kicker. Their kicker looks pretty solid to me. But other than that Castillo guy, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. The Jets aren't a threat anywhere. Uh, I can't see him winning a game. Maybe against the Giants or the Pats. Yeah, I was about to say, this is going to be the weird thing, but I think the Pats game is their best opportunity. Uh, they don't get to play the Giants. So, so for the record, I want you to – let's talk Let's talk about it. Okay, so next week they get the Patriots at home. At home, okay. So that's at, the at, best at New York. I think that's their best shot. Uh, the week after that they have to travel to L.A. Uh, for the Chargers. I think that's a weird game because I think the Chargers could certainly lose. We watch them. The Chargers can charge her. We, we always must consider the Chargers being able to charge her. Um, but, yeah, so the Chargers have kind of blown it the past few weeks. Um, it's like, I think, three straight weeks of blowing at least a 16-point lead, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. They're the, like one of the first teams in history to do that. Justin, <coughs> Her- Justin Herbert's the fastest quarterback ever to lose four games while scoring 30-plus. Yeah. Uh, also on that list was Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is like the fourth fastest player to ever do it, um, right. which makes you, a lot of sense. You know how many games it took watch. Tom Brady to lose uh, four games? 112, if I remember seeing the stats yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, system quarterback, but we can get into that later. Uh, so uh, the next game, they, they, uh, so it goes uh, Patriots in New York. Uh, they have to go to L.A. for the Chargers. They get the Dolphins to come there, mm-hmm. which everyone would say that's an opportunity, but – 
I don't think it I is. I don't think so. I think the Dolphins are going to clamp them in. I think I, I really... the Dolphins, if the Bills keep up whatever the hell's going on there, I think the Dolphins can make a push, man. Wow. Wow. You know, that, that's... I thought it was insane that they started Tua. Tua had a rocky start, but he ended up pulling it out. But they're 4-3. and three. They're 4-3? and three? Yeah. That's... Okay, so let's look, at, let's look at the rest of the Dolphins' schedule. Okay, they go... So they're... I forget. Is a team on top in the in the Google one? Is that the home team? That's the away team. The team on top is the away team. Yes. Okay. So they go away to the Cardinals. What the Cardinals have looked weird. So that, honestly, it might be winnable. The Cardinals are one of those weird teams that has the ability to drop games. Right. They could certainly beat the Cardinals. Is it? But so it's then at, they're it's... at home against the Chargers. They travel to the Broncos. Then they travel to the Jets. Then they're home win, with the win, Bengals. Win. Oh, then they get clapped by the Chiefs. And win. then they oh lost. Then, yeah, sorry. And then at home against the Patriots, possible win. Away at the Raiders, possible win. Possible win. win. And then away at the Bills, which could be a loss. So could, is that could be the division? Could be the game for is the that, division. Is that ten and six, Truman? Is that ten and six for these Miami Dolphins? I don't know. Did we drop three more losses? Did you really drop three more losses? I don't know if you did. I think you lose to the uh, Chiefs. We, we said and then I we think said, said lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Raiders, lost to the Bills. That's ten and six. That is a Miami Dolphins ten and six. That's definitely and with weak AFC and three wild card teams. So they they probably oh be com- competing against the Browns and the Raiders if they don't end up winning the division. They'll be competing against those two for the for the That'll wild card spot. Uh, but they, yeah, no, the Jets the Jets aren't gonna win. I don't think the Jets are gonna win. I think if they don't beat the Pats, I think you're right. I I think that if I think I would have told you that that we would be looking at the Raiders, Browns, and Dolphins fighting for the third wild card spot, I think you I think. I, would, I, wouldn't I guess that's the crazy. second and the third wild. Second and the third I wouldn't have called you crazy with the Browns. I think the Browns, we all thought last year, probably should have made the playoffs. Well, um, we thought they were going to, and then they shit the bed. Right. No, no offense to Odell year, Beckham Jr. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do think the Browns have a good shot making it this year. Yeah. Um, you don't think so? No. I, no, I do. I but I, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna uh, be very interesting. But yeah. okay, so so talk about the Jets. Let's just go through the rest of the schedule real quick. So, at at the Chargers, at home versus the Dolphins, at home versus the Raiders, mm-hmm. uh, at the Seahawks, at the Rams, at home versus the Browns, and at the Patriots. They could win at home against the Browns, and they could certainly go in L.A. The Rams have dropped weird ones, but man, the Jets cannot beat the Browns, Truman. No, they can't. They can't. It's impossible. They can't. Yeah, they and can't. Chad Henney put up a drive against them, man. And the like, Browns has been beating have been beating bad teams. Um, handedly. Well, yeah, but well, they didn't beat the Raiders this week. But yeah, it depends what your opinion on the Raiders is. Um, but they were they were close. That was such a, that was a terrible game to have to actually watch. It was a good game for like Red really Zone. Snowy and rainy. No, it was, it was just bad teams. It was just bad teams playing bad teams. Final score is sixteen to six. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. I don't think the Jets are gonna win a game. I really don't. I think they're gonna go on sixteen because I, I think they're that pitiful. All right. Uh. So for the last one, or for the for the next Chiefs question, I want to talk about the upcoming game. Uh, we're facing a, a Panthers team that has dropped three straight to the to the Bears, the Saints, and the Falcons. Three teams that the Chiefs are much better than. Um. Do you yeah. do you think the Chiefs are gonna get even more rest, or you think you just let it ride with the bye week coming up? Uh. Let's see. I, I I'm gonna say just like I said against the Jets. I think um, ma- uh, maximum you get about you know a quarter off, just like we saw with the Jets. Um, the Panthers definitely have an ability to give up a lot of points, 
Uh, but the Panthers also like to run the ball, so we could see a much shorter a much shorter game, like in terms of I don't know game length, I guess, with a lot less throwing the ball. But I, I think the Chiefs are better. I, I honest, I don't know. I don't see the starters being pulled in the Panthers game. I think I think Andy Reid only likes to pull the starters if he's got like a four score lead, and I only think the Chiefs are going to win by two scores. So okay, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, I don't. If if Christian McCaffrey comes back, I don't think there's any way that the Chiefs get to rest starters. Rest all the starters. But yeah, if Christian McCaffrey isn't back, man, this Panther team has not been good the last three weeks, and you know they've dropped teams mm-hmm. against teams that I think the Chiefs are much better than with the Bears and the Saints and the Falcons. So yeah. I just, I'm not saying that they're going to get to rest starters, but I'm not saying to count it out. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. I still think this is kind of a trap game, though. Right. I think Teddy Two Gloves is a lot better quarterback than people give him credit for, while at the same time being terrible. See, see Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a perfect comparison in my eyes for Teddy Bridgewater. Has the ability to go eight of nineteen with three picks. Yeah. Also has the ability to go twenty-one of twenty-three with two touchdowns. I, yeah. Has the ability to be good. Has the ability to be awful. I think they've got a fine floor and a and a fine ceiling, but I don't think I don't think either of them are very low or either of them are very high. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I'm with but you. Derek Carr against. The, but we have a skewed opinion of Derek Carr. Derek Carr's had some of the worst games of his career against the Chiefs. That's true. And That's so true. we've got a skewed opinion on Derek Carr, but he can certainly implode. Um. So okay, so that that was a pretty straightforward question, but I want to get to you to the big brain question. Of the week, and right. we've kind of seen this in the past few in the past few weeks uh, with the Chiefs and kind of getting their younger guys involved. But uh, do you think the Chiefs, uh, especially going into the bye week, do you think these Chiefs are do one? Do you think they are using, and do you think they should continue? If you do, do you think they should continue to use these games to just keep on advancing the knowledge of their young players and their newcomers? I mean, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, man. I I want to see. I want to see more. Uh, I want to see like a three-man backfield uh, for the Chiefs. I want to see more of Daryl DeBarrel, man. He's he's not bad. He's a good third-down option. He doesn't fumble. He can. He has a pretty good yards per carry. I think he he generally he gets like two touches for like twelve yards. <laughs> he's a but, solid. Uh, he's a solid fourth option at running back or whatever. Yeah. Right, and now with no DeAndre Washington, we have a, a determined uh, you know f- four back backfield with. Uh, with D-Train, who's also pretty solid. He might need to work on his ball skills and not fumbling, but I, I think he's a solid option. Uh, yeah, I want to see more uh, Rashad Fenton. I want to see more of these young guys. I want to see more Bo Peet Keys. I want to see more uh, – I want to see Legereus Sneed come back, who uh, was leading the NFL in interceptions. I I love seeing uh, uh, Tarshawn Wharton and Taco Charlton and Alex Okafor. You know, it. And those guys being out and us still playing well just reminds me of how deep the Chiefs team. I want to see the whole depth, so I I would like. And of course, you know I'm a Byron Pringle stand, so you know I gotta shout out my my man Byron Pringle, the only other player on the Chiefs that can play that Sammy Watkins style X route tree position. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love I'd love to see all these young guys get their get their time. Honestly, I'm gonna say this. I just thought of this, but you know what these last three games have felt like? What? With or what? What in this net? Sorry, the last two games in this in this upcoming game. You know what it kind of feels like because we're what? getting in those younger players. We're getting the rotation. We're getting. Oh, we're letting people it. get healthy. It feels like the preseason. <laughs> it feels like the preseason where where you get to you get to install plays. You get to see how they work. You get to just test things out, just kind of for funsies. I mean, you hell, to, we threw Chad a fake hit, punt. Chad Henney's out there. Yeah, they busted out a fake punt against the Jets just because they could. And you know, Byron Pringle's catching balls. <laughs> Clyde edwards helaire's running the ball, but he's the starter. But of course. He's a younger guy. He needs those snaps. He needs to 
He needs those hits. He needs those touches. Uh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon's getting acclimated to the offense now. You give him, you know, you give him a few touches there in garbage time. Daryl Williams. You know, how old do you think Daryl Williams is? I just looked this up. This is actually Isn't very... Is he 31? Is you, he 31? No, he is number 31 on the field. This is, But this is very surprising because I was, I was in the same boat as you. Where I'm like, he's like 30. He shouldn't be taking away snaps. Wait, is he like 27? Guys. He's 25. What? <laughs> Did we draft Daryl Williams and I missed it? Because I thought we got no. him from Miami, right? I'm pretty sure he was undrafted. Unless I'm thinking, did, did we pull Damian Williams off the scrap heap? Is that what happened? Yeah, we pulled Damian Williams from Miami. That's where we. That's where we got Damian. Yeah, we got Damian from Miami. Yeah, he was signed. Think, yeah, he was signed as an undrafted free agent in 2018. I just thought Daryl Williams was like a third string running back that we picked well, up somewhere because, for like seventh round pick or something. That, and but I think that was because you got to remember, uh, Daryl Williams played with Clyde Edwards-Helaire at LSU. God, that is weird. They were in the same running back room. Well, that's like if you go back and look at the, some of those Alabama running back rooms, it's sickening. It makes you sick to think well, about Well, I it. mean, Truman, the, the running back room that Darrell Williams and Clyde Ezra-Alaire were in was the one with Leonard Fournette as the starter. That doesn't... <laughs> Just three NFL players on one, in one dude, roster. That doesn't compare ridiculous. to the ones that had, like, Trent Richardson... Sorry, that's burying the lead there. Uh, burying the lead here. Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry... Like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara all just chilling, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were all just within. From... They were all at Alabama. I I don't know if Mark Ingram lined up with the youngest of Alvin Kamara, but they were all very close. Uh, don't let that distract sickening. you from the fact that Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, and uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Tyron Matthew all played on the same LSU team. They didn't win a national championship. But Les Miles is the answer at KU. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um. Okay. So. So, yeah, so I think in a way, to answer the big brain question of the week, I'm going to have an even bigger brain answer. And I think these last three games have honestly felt like the preseason for the Chiefs, where they're just getting right. They're getting the, they're advancing young players' knowledge. They're advancing uh, everybody as they go through it. It's just, it's kind of nice. It's kind of, it's it's good to be king, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, okay, you're, you're, speak, you're one game one off thing. the one seed. You're a half game off the one seed. So you've got you to hope Pittsburgh drops one eventually. And you got to hope that you don't drop any more. But I think as you get to advance players' knowledge and you get to get everyone healthy that needs to get healthy, I don't see how the Chiefs do drop another one. Maybe to the Bucks, yeah. maybe a dumb one down the stretch. I see them. No, I think the I think fourteen and two as a minimum feels like a lock. Yeah, I, th- I, I the Chiefs can't lose to the Bucks, but it's not gonna happen. But I just had one last thing before we move on uh, to our to our AFC South team of the week. Um, what happened to Daniel Sorensen? Where did this Daniel Sorensen come from? This is the Daniel Sorensen. He's playing like like a top five safety. And Stop. I'm not even okay. Joking. N- now you are joking. Here's no, the, dude. He's had a pro football grade of 83 plus these we, last three games. We do this every year. Daniel Sorensen comes up with a big play, and everybody goes, every Daniel Sorensen's so underappreciated. And and then everybody focus on Daniel Sorensen for the next three games. And you know what he does? He plays like dog shit. He plays. No, he, he goes because he's Stop. not. He's not a starting safety, and there's a reason. There's a reason he's the third safety. That because Tyron Matthews just... on the field. Stop. And Juan Thornhill. He's not better than either of those two, and neither of those two are top five safeties in the league. So stop. Daniel Swordson might have played Dude, two games. He forced. He I just, stand. He just Daniel. had. He just had. He had a pick six, and then he forced a fumble. Congrats. But we do this every year where Daniel Sorensen will have back-to-back turnovers in a game, and everybody goes, wow, we should really think about Daniel Sorensen some more, and he'll get him another contract extension. He's a a second-leading tackler on the team. He doesn't miss tackles. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just like literally he doesn't. He, he had, does he miss tackles. For eight, uh, he no, does he miss tackles. He does not. He went eight for eight on tackles. He does not miss. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Um, okay, we can move on now. I got I just, my Daniel Swords and stand. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care, man. I just Daniel Sorensen isn't. He doesn't miss. He does miss. He misses a he fair amount. No, no, he never misses. I just. I'm just here to tell you. Truman doesn't stand the Dirty Dan. No, I don't stand Dirty Dan because he's not standable. He shouldn't be getting stand. He's not He's not Daniel the animal. He's just Daniel. He might be an actual stand. He might be the actual stand from the song. Like, he like, legitimately have I could see him off a river in a car. I could see him writing a letter to Eminem in, in, in Salt Lake City or whatever. I, but <laughs> The Stormin' Mormon is still, he's fine, but he's not, you know, let's. He's warm in my heart. In this cold time. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it was worth it. It was not. You're lying. Um, all right. All, all right. right. All right. Let's go on. Let's move on to talk about our favorite gar- gar- dumpster fire of a division. Owen, oh, as Woo! always, let's talk about the AFC South yes, Team of the sir. Week. Owen, oh, who is your AFC South Team of the Week? Oh, you already know where I'm going, Truman. It's the Indianapolis Colts laying down the smackdown, scoring 40-plus this last week. You know, sitting pretty at 5-2, and two, smacking down a bad team in the Lions. You know how I feel about smacking down bad teams, Truman. With right. our daddy, Phillip, tossing for 23 attempts for 262 and three tutters. Tossing to some guy that I've never heard of named Jordan Wilkins and another guy named Trey Burton and another touchdown that's not counted. Oh, he must have run for one. And then uh, Naheem Hines, which newcomer of the week, scoring two touchdowns. Oh, wait, sorry. He threw two to Naheem Hines and another one to Jack Doyle. And Wilkins and Trey Burton ran them in. My apologies. My apologies. Sure. Anyway, the Colts showing us that for somehow they're five and two, uh, that we have to think about them as a playoff contender somehow. Um, that Philip Rivers, maybe it was, maybe it was the Chargers. Maybe he needed some new scenery. He's, he's playing decently well. Like I said, he might be able to, but still kind of old man uh, Philip Rivers. We're gonna have to wait and see. You know the Colts have a daunting schedule coming up. They go Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans. That's their next four. Not bad. Man, that's rough. Yeah. We're really going to find out about this Colts team after those. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. The Colts are my AFC South team of the week. Here's the thing. I think they knock off one of those Titans games. I think they're going to give the Ravens a run for their money. I don't think the Ravens team is good. They struggled with a good Steelers defense last week. We saw Lamar turn over the ball, turn over the ball quite a few times there. Uh, uh, also, I think Lamar's out of the race. Um, we'll talk about this here, you know, here coming up in a bit. But I think Lamar... I think we can fully uh, just throw away the fact of a of a re-election campaign there for Lamar. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see that from him. I think we've. Well, I I wouldn't be too hasty. Not every team that the Ravens are gonna play is uh, the Steelers. That the Ravens do have a very easy schedule, and we know how Lamar likes to throw against terrible teams. We talked about this earlier. Right. Owen, oh, can you tell me how many games? Uh, Lamar Jackson is thrown for over 300 yards in. This season? Yes. This season? This season. Is it zero? Is it zero? It is zero. Holy shit. Can you tell me how many games out of seven that he's thrown for over 200 yards? 
Oh gosh, Truman, is it is it two? It's three. Okay. Can you tell me how many games out of seven he's thrown for over two hundred and ten yards? Oh no, is it? That's got to be one. It is one. Yes. Oh no. His Lamar. best performance was two seventy was a two hundred seventy five yard passing game against Cleveland, and with when he had three touchdowns. And of course, the rushing yards are you know fine, but even then, he still hasn't had. He still hasn't had a game of over 300 total yards, even counting in rushing yards. He's just not the, <sighs> he's not the same player this year, and he's not going to... Good news for us Lamar haters, huh? If, for you Lamar haters, sure. Yeah, he's only has 12 passing touchdowns this year. That ain't going to get it done. <sighs> All right, um, we digress. Who's your AFC South team of the week? My AFC South team of the week is also the Colts. I, uh, I think I've been on the Colts for three straight weeks. I think they got a, I think they got a pass during the bye week, and then they came back and beat the shit out of the... Oh yeah, you said Lions your AFC South or... team of the week was the Colts. I remember because they didn't yeah, play a game. Right, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember if it was the Colts. It was during the Colts bye week, or if I can't remember if it was. I it's been three straight weeks. I can't remember if the Lions was before the Colts, or the Bengals was before the Colts bye week or after the Colts bye week. But still, they're my best team of the week. Favorite team of the week every week. Yeah, they got like the best defense in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're great. I think they're a, a solid pick. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win the AFC South. Oh well, uh, sorry, the Titans. Sorry, I forgot about the Titans. The Titans are also five and two, but that's why this Ravens game this week will be such an important measuring stick to see where we are, because especially because it's in Indianapolis, and then the week after that they travel to Tennessee. If you go one and one in those games, and these Titans team continue to flutters, and if you can if you can keep your head above water until the Titans have to come visit you. You know, and 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 that's in, and that's in four weeks. I, I like how this Colts team's lining up. I mean, there's certainly, uh, yeah, there's. I think there's certainly a playoff team. I, mean, I I think they're I think they're preying on a weak division, but why not, dude? I, we have to remember that uh, there are other teams in the AFC. You know, there's three what? wild card spots, right? And yes. if we think the Browns are going to make it, and we think the Ravens are going to make it, that means there's one spot up for grabs. Are we 100 sure that? Colts are gonna be the ones that grab that last one. I'm not sure the Browns are gonna make it. Now, now thinking about it, I mean, if you go Colts, Brown, if you go Colts at five and two, and Tides at five and two, the C, the if Ravens are at five and two. Those three teams are yeah, at five but and so two. are the Browns at five and two. Browns aren't five and two. Browns lost. Browns lost this week. I think. Are they, oh, are, are they four and three? I think they're four and three. Uh, and maybe five and three. They might not have had a bye week yet. Oh, here, let me check that. I'll, I'll just make sure. Let me just make sure. Um, they are five and three. Oh, they are five and three. Yeah, so okay, they're weird, five and three. Weird. So there's three teams with five wins that aren't in first place, which would be the Colts, and uh, unless you know, unless it's the Titans. So Colts, Browns. I missed it. Where's the last one? No, it's just Colts Raiders? Browns. No, yeah, no, it's just Colts Browns. Colts Browns. Oh, Ravens. Man, Do we have Colts to Browns think Ravens. About Steelers so. being the number one seed. Yes, because the Steelers have to lose a game and they just beat Baltimore. But they do have to play Baltimore again, and you know maybe the Colts give them a give them a, or maybe the the Browns give them a run for their money. Maybe the Colts have to face the, so the right. Colts but the Chiefs the don't hold that tiebreaker if they lose, right? Uh, I'd have to go and analyze it. it Wouldn't it be points scored? I think it would go to points scored, kind of like soccer. No, that is not what it goes to. It go it would go to AFC. Uh, record and then I think it goes to division record. It doesn't get to. It, I don't think it ever gets to points scored. Hmm. I, I I would like it to, 
but uh, because <laughs> you're, you're a soccer fan, we would get some. If that was the case, I think we would start to get some ridiculous NFL scores. Point differential. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I like the Colts team. I think they're going to make a push for the division, and why not? You know, um, Colts Titans is going to be very interesting. Uh, as as a one as a one to watch down the stretch, I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North, and the question is how, by how much and what at what record. I think the Ravens are a playoff team for sure. I'm not sure about the Col- about the Browns, and I'm not sure about uh, any other team in the AFC. I, you know, the, Raiders. I, the, the Colts could certainly turn back into a, a pumpkin. Uh, the Raiders are such a weird team. They beat the Chiefs, but then they go and lose terribly to the Bucks. They struggle against the Browns. I. I Ooh, you know, yeah. Outside of the Chiefs and the Steelers, any of these teams could just turn back into bad. And I don't think the Steelers are that good. I think the Steelers are very much like the Houston Texans of last year, or uh, who was the three seed last year? The Patriots. You know, they're good. They're not great. They don't have. I don't think they have what it takes to win in the playoffs. Who was the four seed last year? It wasn't the Titans. The Titans were the five. No, it was. It was the. It was the Texans. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. because the Titans had to go face, got to go beat Baltimore, and we got to face the Texans because yeah. they beat the three seed, who was the Pats. Um, yep. Right. So yeah, so my AFC South team of the week is the Colts. Uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I, I, we man, we're off on tangents, but we did kind of shorten up the script a bit this week, so we've got the time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk MVP case of the week, and I think we're gonna line up on the same one on this one, and I think it's the elephant in the room. Um, Why don't you go first? Uh, if it, if if we had the same one, let's just talk about it. Uh, is, right. is it Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I I was gonna say Patrick Mahomes, but I decided to go somewhere else for the sake of fun. Uh, and it's not really MVP case; it's MVP entrance of the conversation. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is entering the number one spot for the MVP race, in my opinion. But uh, entering like the number maybe four, maybe five, maybe trying to sneak his name in there, kind of like how we were talking about Josh Allen earlier. Like maybe if we if he keeps playing this well, maybe we should consider it. Right. Uh, if if the Pittsburgh Steelers keep going, we might have to consider Big Ben an MVP candidate. Oh. We, we might have to. He's not throwing picks. He's not lighting up the scoreboard with touchdowns. But if he keeps, he only he's only throwing two picks. If he keeps that, if he keeps that ratio down, we have to consider it. But I'm I'm there with you. Patrick I'll Mahomes watch. made the biggest case. You can go consider it by yourself. You can talk to yourself. Consider it. I refuse <laughs> to consider old ass Big Ben. <laughs> let's let's. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's talk about it. Big Ben is. Let's see. For yards, he is 23rd in the league. Oh, God. Uh, for touchdowns, he is 9th in the league. For interceptions, he's, well, that's always going to be a harder one. He's right there in the, he's, sorry, wait, hold on. He's about 8th in the league in interceptions for starters. Yeah. Yards per game, he's 25th in the league. Oh, God. <laughs> Rating is 11th. QB, oh, see, there we go. That's a, QBR, there we go. He's, he's 19th. There we go. So there's, there's some Drew Brees versus Patrick Mahomes uh, in 2018 numbers. Maybe his fans can be like, he doesn't throw picks. I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I, maybe I jumped the shark here. It's just got to be Patrick Mahomes. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm, you know what? I apologize. It doesn't I, have to be. I would just. 
No, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. That was disgusting. You can, I just you suggested can... that somebody with 25th yards in the league deserves to be in the MVP conversation. That is just – that's that's false. Uh, I should feel bad. Uh, I apologize. It's Patrick Mahomes. All right, yeah. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, okay, so my MVP case of the week is somebody who actually propelled themselves into actual MVP talks. My MVP of the week <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes. Of course, Patrick Mahomes – uh, you know, it's hard to say because he did light up the, the Jets, but sometimes when you play an NFL team, you it's you, it's hard to dim- dismiss stats because you know what he did? He put up stats. And you know what? At the end of the year, those five touchdowns against the Jets will feel like five touchdowns against the Bills. It doesn't matter, man. Uh, but of course, Patrick Mahomes had 416 yards, five touchdowns, uh, QBR of uh, 91.5 and a uh, passer rating of 144.4. Holy shit. Uh, you know, basically 75% completion percentage, just an insane. He averaged 9.9 yards per pass. That is ridiculous. So that means per pass, they were averaging a first down pretty much. So when you add that to per completion, we're over we're over that 10 mark. We're, you know, 13 right around, I think, if I run that wow. math right. Yeah, right around. So that's just, that's insane. That's just, that's insane numbers. Um, so, yeah, so I think Mahomes is, uh, propelled himself. He's not the front runner. And here's the question I want to ask you. And this is, this is going to be a debate because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has played in seven games this year. Pat, yep. And so all the total stats, you have to take Russell Wilson's numbers with, uh, with a grain of salt. Right. In comparison to Patrick Mahomes, because Russell Wilson's thrown in one less game. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Okay, so he's thrown for five more touchdowns than Mahomes. Yeah, that's pretty That's an insane number. He's at 26. At 26, in eight games, you're on pace for, you know, 52. That's, yeah, that's wild. If he throws for two more in this next game, in his eighth game of the season, he'll be on, on pace to break the NFL touchdown record. At 50, Because wow. he'll have 58 through eight games, which will put him at 56. And he's thrown six interceptions. But in Mahomes' crazy year that he popped off, where he won the MVP because he threw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, he threw, I want to say, 10 interceptions? 12. He threw threw 12 interceptions. So MVP voting can forgive interceptions. Right. But here's the other question is that there's also something historic happening with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes may have thrown for only 21 touchdowns through eight weeks of the season. But what he's also done is only thrown one interception. He is on pace right now to have the best interception-to-touchdown ratio of all time. Number number one for a full season is Tom Brady at 28-2, which is a 14-to-1 interception ratio. Inter- interception ratio. Interception, Touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah, I gotcha. So if Patrick Mahomes goes without throwing an interception and throws seven more touchdowns, then he'll be where Brady was, and you could expect Mahomes to throw seven more touchdowns in three more games. If I gave you three games yeah. and said Patrick Mahomes is going to yeah. throw th- seven touchdowns, I'd take go, the over. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would take the over. Right, I think a lot of us would. I think I think he'll have a few games where he throws four, and especially against the Panthers this week. I think yeah, he'll. I think I'll. And well, is, is that the next three games? Is it is it Panthers, Raiders, Dolphins? Yes. Is that really what it is? Uh, it's either Panthers, it's, Raiders, Saints, or pa- Panthers, Raiders, Dolphins. Right, and just the way that the Chiefs' defense is stepping up really well, which is helping them. But oh no, it's Panthers, Raiders, Bucks. So, oh, 
That Bucks defense is pretty good. They gave Aaron Rodgers a hard time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers like number four on that list for his twenty eighteen. Yeah, but Aaron season. Rodgers also struggles against good teams too. Yeah, we I saw know. him play an actual defense in the NFC Championship and struggle. I'm just it, okay. So, I guess let's get down to the question here. If Russell Wilson throws fifty six touchdowns, but throws fifteen interceptions, and Patrick Mahomes throws forty five touchdowns and throws two interceptions. And oh, Patrick Mahomes shit. goes fourteen and two, and Russell Wilson goes thirteen and three, twelve and four. Oh no, I don't know, man. They both win That's the division. Tough. They both they both a top two seed in their in their conference. That's rough. I I hope I hope Russell Wilson just relaxes and Patrick Mahomes just takes it because I don't want to have to think about that. That's really tough. Right, and it's so As funny sh- because because this whole year all we've talked about is Chiefs don't care about MVP. Chiefs don't care about nothing. But by not caring about it and playing good, smart, offensive, uh, you know, disciplined football, we're coming up on it. Yeah, you're right. Shit, man. Wow. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's I know. Crazy. We're past the big brain question of the week. I'm just I'm asking more big brain questions. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, we'll be right back in the situation with Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes from 2018. Right. Talking about interception ratio. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. I'm just. You put it out there, man. I like it. I like it. That's why. I that's like why. That. That's why I brought you on the show. <laughs> that's why you brought me on the show. That's <laughs> on right. Your show that, on your show that you invented. That's why. Uh, that's what I'm. Well, here. that we invented, but. Uh, Right. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's what I'm. That's what. That's what I'm here to do is ask the big brain questions. <laughs> uh, okay. So moving on from MVP, MVP case of the week, we always do. Uh, you know, people riding the highest highs of the NFL to people riding the lowest lows in the NFL. Owen, who's your canned coach of the week? Anthony Lynn. Dude, you can't blow. We saw this with the Falcons. Dan Quinn. Yes, with Falcons. Dan Quinn. We're now seeing it with. Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. At some point, your ownership is going to be like, stop blowing it. And I think this might have been one of the last straws for the Chargers. I do think Anthony Lynn definitely deserves a full season. And I said this last year. I don't think he was that terrible of a coach. I think the Chargers just charger on him and all die at the worst times. But I, I, I do think he deserves to finish the season. But, man, if he's losing games like this, it's not going to last be much longer for him. Um, it's, I don't think he gets fired at the end of this year, but I think if he gets a full year, Justin Herbert next year and they go four and 12 again or whatever, I think, I I think then you're gone, especially if you drop heartbreaking losses. Like you can be a good, like we just saw it with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was a fine coach, but all he did was lose heartbreakers and, and heartbreakers are on bad coaches. It's coaches not knowing how to shut games out. And, oh my God, dude. uh, And again, uh, I try not to get personal here, but man, I had, I had the Chargers minus like five and a half, fucking, <laughs> oh, no. or minus like three and a half. It was it was three and a half, and they fucking up six, blow it on the last play of the game to the Denver Broncos. Never bet on the Chargers, Truman. You know better than that. No matter what your spreadsheet says. And then the Saints, Saints were up. They've and then and they they were up a field goal. Then they they had something that looked like an interception, like they had the ball, and then. They give it back to the Bears. The Bears go and kick the field goal. And the Saints can't score a touchdown for me in overtime when I have them minus four and a half. 
Oh, they kick a field goal in overtime. I've just, I've had some heartbreaking losses this year, man. And you know, I've stayed on those Colts, huh? Just keep betting on those Colts. I've stayed right around. No, even the Colts broke my heart. Colts have broke my heart too against the Bengals. They let the Colts break. They let the Bengals go up fourteen to zero on them. No, I'm talking about what didn't you bet on them this week against the Lions? Yeah, yeah, I probably did. I think I did do that. Yeah, let's see. There you go. There you go. Phillip's still watching out for you. A little smile out there. Um, <laughs> so you're so you're fine, Coach Anthony Lynn. I don't hate that choice. Uh, my coach is Doug Marone. Um, I think I always Doug I think Doug Marone always slides under the radar because I always, I don't know how I always forget about him. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are really bad, and they've been really <laughs> bad since you know. And we all hold that year they went to the AFC Championship game, and that was Doug Marone. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, he took him there. You know, I think we're all just waiting for him to get back. And you know, they're well, kind of they tanking have a right now. On their team as a quarterback. But here's my question to you, Owen. When they went to the AFC Championship game, do you know what their record was that year? Wasn't it like nine and seven? It's ten and six. <laughs> it was ten and six. The year after that, they go five and eleven. Remember, the Chiefs broke them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they were Patrick, like Patrick Mahomes. That was Patrick Mahomes' insurgents. The the so the Jags have gone like this, as Patrick Mahomes has gone like this. <laughs> it's, yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, that's that's not great for everybody listening on Spotify. But uh, one's a positive graph, one's a negative graph. You can uh, you can probably guess which one's which. Um, <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, so Doug Brown's going ten and six, and then he goes five and eleven, and then he goes six and ten, and this year he started off one and six. Mm. I'm sorry, guys, and I know he's, but how much of that is Doug Marone chasing talent off? And they just they don't make any signing. You know, clean house, get just restart. He was the interim head coach. He was one of those guys that's the interim head coach, then takes over. I don't think that's ever worked. Stop letting your interim head coaches that take over after a coach gets fired. Stop letting those guys take over. I don't care if they win. The Romeo Cornell didn't work. Stop letting these guys take over. If if the everybody in Houston should be enraged if they hire Romeo Cornell to be the yeah. head coach next. Romeo year. Cornell's a cor- a good coordinator. He's not a good head coach. He's a good head. He's a good spot start. He's a good spot start head coach. He's a good. He's good. He's he's like a Matt Moore of head coaches. You play the full yeah, season with real, Matt Moore. That, that's a really good comp. Right. I like that a lot. Right. You play the full season with Matt Moore or even Chad Henney. You're not winning. You're not going to do well. But if you need him for a game, a quarter, a game or two. He's got you. Fuck it. Why not? You know, he can certainly make you go one and one yeah. against some all right teams. But they're never going to get you there. Stop. Stop doing this. Just realize that it, Freddie Kitchens. Boom. Stop no, doing it. Stop doing it. Stop. Um, so that's my can't coach the league is Doug Marone. I don't think we need to talk, talk more about it. Uh, so normally here we do, we've been doing the new uh, head coach of the week. But as we are uh, moving on NFL week nine here, I want to talk about let's start eliminating teams from the playoffs. Teams that you're like, oh, those guys are in the playoffs. And then you look up and you're like, holy shit, those guys are not in the playoffs anymore. Uh, Owen, who's your eliminated playoff team of the week? So... Uh, I, this is going to come as a surprise because I've kind of been talking them up. But I think the Raiders have got to look at their bad performance against the Browns, even though they won. Sure, sure. They've got to look at that as out of reach now. Okay, so here's the AFC playoff picture, right? Bills are winning the AFC East. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. The Chiefs could even drop their game to the Raiders and, and still win the AFC West because of their record. So... The Chiefs could lose twice to the Raiders and still win the AFC West. Right. Because because then they would go 14-2, in, in my opinion. 
And then, so then AFC North, we've got Steelers, and we all think that the Ravens are good enough to make the playoffs. Then we've got Titans. Okay, so that's five teams. And then we think the Colts are good enough. That's six. And so that leaves one spot for a team that we think could win the rest of their games in the Dolphins. Then we have the Browns, who everyone thinks has the ability to actually win games. Are the Raiders really the best team out of those three? I don't think so. I I think that Derek Carr is good for that spot start. He's good for that, you know, one game flashy. But the Raiders have allowed 203 points this year. Yeah, the Raiders maybe a good always a good indicator, and this is a fun this is a fun one here. Let's, I uh, this is something I just point I just noticed when I'm looking at the stats here. Um, a nice little indicator about teams that might be overperforming is uh, point differential. Uh, we use it for baseball a lot with the Skoda rankings or the Pakoda rankings, whatever. Uh, yeah. The P- P- Pythagorean record, your Pythagorean record. Uh, they use yeah, for yeah. teams that are overperforming right now. Um, so Cleveland at five and three has a has a point differential of negative thirty one. Yep. You're two games over 500, and somehow you've been outscored. Neg- to your point of virtual is negative 31, and those are two bad losses to the to the Pittsburgh and the Baltimore. And Baltimore, but but like deep down, we know that the Browns aren't aren't those as good as those teams, and they aren't as good as other five and three teams. They're not as good as the Colts or the Titans. I don't right, think yeah. so, uh, because the Colts and the Titans, the Colts' point of virtual is plus 62. Yeah, true. And I'm they have had two heartbreaking check. losses. So I'm going to throw a point differential at you, and I want you to look away from your monitor and just hold your integrity for I, this. I might have already looked at it, but okay. Okay, so I'm going to name a point differential, and you're going to tell me which team in the AFC holds that point differential. Oh, I probably already looked at it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Um, hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me pull up my handy-dandy calculator and just make sure I get the numbers exactly just, right just in case you to, did look. Go to ESPN. You can, it pulls it up in the yeah. okay. standings. 69. Which team has plus. a 69 plus 69 point differential? That one's the Chiefs. No, that no. is the Steelers. That, okay. The Chiefs have a point differential of 101. <laughs> They've scored 253 points and only allowed 152. Oh yeah, because their one loss is eight points, and they've blown the crap, and they've blown the blown other teams out of the water. Um, right. Right. Okay, I'm going to give you another point differential here because right. I like to like this segment. This is a little bit of fun here. I'm having some fun. I like, you know me and my stats. I like my stats. Negative 16. Oh, I just, I, I think I did just see this one. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where did I just see this? Oh, God damn it. It's a team in the AFC South, is it not? No, 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 no. Both those, t- both the positive teams in the NFC South are both positive. Minus 16 has to be. Is it the Raiders then? It's the Raiders. Okay. Okay. Good right, pull. Okay. Good pull. Okay. 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 And one, one last one. The one last one so we can get you moving along. Yes. Uh, 58. That one's... Plus 58. That one's not the Dolphins, right? I think the Dolphins. It is the Dolphins. It is the Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins at 4-3. and three Yeah, they have were. a plus 58 point differential. And the Buffalo at- Bills at the top of that division. Have a minus one. allowed the least amount of points in the AFC, Truman. The yeah. Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to make the playoffs in the NFL. That's crazy. That's They're interesting. They're going to make the playoffs. That the Dolphins are a sneaky team to watch. Just keep on watching them. I don't. I you know, and they made the switch to Tua. I don't know if I totally agree with that. To pulling Ryan Fitzpatrick away from a from a team that he had gotten to three and three, and he'd been playing as right, one of the a top. Hot. He's top ten quarterback in the league. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come me. with you there on that assessment. But, yeah, because of the Dolphins, I don't think the Raiders have a playoff spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm interesting. That'll, these are these are all going to be interesting ones to watch, and especially I think the Dol- we get to see the Dolphins play the Raiders, and I'm Ooh, that game not yeah, might I, I like it. That game is going to be one of those that sneaks up on you. The Dolphins are starting going to be that team that sneaks up on you that you go wait 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 wait. Yeah, wait, I'm wait. telling you, dude. Brian Flores is a good coach. I've been wait, saying this. Who was worse last year? Was it? It was the Dolphins. Owen, surprise candidate of the year. Are the Dolphins your worst to first candidate? No, they can't beat the Bills. Stop. They're not going to beat the Bills. They're your they best. Can't. They're your best worst to first candidate, unless the Cardinals, yeah. unless the Cardinals go and do it. The because, Cardinals. Uh, well, are still well I mean, I mean, Niners are now definitely the lock of the of the AFC of uh, the championship team that's not going to make the playoffs. I think we all see that. They're dead. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy G and George Kittle are both out for six plus weeks at a minimum. Yeah, so I they're going to miss the six playoffs. Plus would mean. Yeah. Oh man, maybe you know what, dude? If the Dolphins pulled it off and Brian Flores flexes on all on everybody and then just gets his fat contract. That'd be amazing. A Belichick disciple finally performing. Could we see it? We could. We might. All right, dude. All right. You never know, dude. You never. Speaking of stuff that makes me say damn, I'm gonna pull us right into my damning play of the week, Truman. Owen oh, Dom's ta- damning play of the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it over, and this is kind of gonna be a rant because this is stupid, man. I, I'm. T- I've, I've been. T- I've been. T- I've. Excuse me. I I, 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 yeah. Exactly. I'm stammering because of how angry I am when football players do this shit. Stop trying to punch people in pads and helmets. My damning play of the week is that idiot whims on the Bears punching. I don't even know the wide receiver's name. No, it was, a cor- it was a cornerback, but yeah. His reaction is exactly all of ours. Did you really just hit your hand on my very hard plastic helmet? And you can you can see him because he hits him with his wrist the next time because right. he was like fuck that shit hurt. Right. Stop it! It's stupid. Right. Don't play. Just cost yourself probably at least one start, at least thirty thousand dollars from the fine that's coming. Stupid, dumb. That's my Danny play of the week. And there are so many and I could have chosen. And you can I could have chosen a Danny Dimes. I could have chosen a Danny Dimes interception. One of, one of the two backbreakers that he had against the Patriots. N- neither of those are as stupid as hitting somebody in pads. So dumb, so dumb. That's my damning play of the week. Balls against Wins. Patriots, against the Bucks. But uh, yeah, right. I'm with you. As someone, as someone that formerly played football, I don't want to do that. Well, I played football in high school, but you know, I did play football in high school, and I did get in a few fights on the football field. I'm a very mild mannered guy. I don't think I've ever. I don't think since like I think I got in a fight in like second grade because I in like an, in just like a neighborhood like front yard. Yeah, whatever. You with know. like your buddy that you go and like play football yeah, with. Go- in yeah, 10 minutes later you know yeah, yeah um but like i think like i've 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 you know i've got i don't think i've thrown punches on a football field but you know i've shoved some guys i've put some guys in the dirt you, but you don't throw punches in the football field even with my even you know i played line and you have you have those huge pads on the go on the back of your hands and we you go to punch somebody uh, it really doesn't hurt because they're meant to keep you from breaking your hands from like right. keeping. Because I think I broke a I broke broke a bone in my hand just getting scrunched in between two pads, yeah. but when I didn't have the gloves and they so. But I you know what you you know what gloves don't have those wide receiver gloves. Stop <laughs> and just stop do stop trying to hit people in helmets. I'm with you here. This is the stupidest thing. 
in the what are we doing here guys what, is, what are we yeah well, that's my demi play of the week don't punch people especially with wide receiver gloves on in the helmet right just just trip them or something if you're gonna fight them that's oh. like better tackling you oh know, the, i had uh, some dirty plays i had a yeah, dirty the, play or two for sure if, if you're gonna get in a fight go josh norman style rip off the helmet tackle good that's a good football fight that's what you should do don't hit him in the face so right. dumb Right. A fun fact is one time I was I was running, uh, you know, uh, for some football for uh, I know some people that listen to the podcast don't aren't necessarily in the ins and outs of football. But you do something called a lineman does something called a pull, which is when they don't block who's right in front of them. They run across to the other side of the line and they go and knock somebody else. And so one time I went to go pull and I was bearing down on basically, I, you know, I'm not a huge guy. I'm like 5'10". In, in high school, I'm like 5'10", 230, 220, you know, whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm a larger guy, but I'm not, I'm not tall and I'm not, you know, super stacked, you know, I'm, yeah, you're not a Sean Oakman looking guy. I'm beefy, but I'm not, you know, but I'm running up on this guy. I'm running up on this poor, he was like five, two, (laughs) one, 10 freshman safety. I mean, I was a junior. So he, he was on varsity and he was so small and I'm like, man, what the hell? And so I'm running at this kid. I'm about to go block him. And what does he do? He just takes out my knees. Which also, if you're ever a small guy coming up against a big, about to get blocked by a big guy on defense, and you know that you can't beat him, just take him out. You should. He did exactly what he should do. He took me out, and you know what I did? Uh, because no one could see it because we were in the scuff of the line, and when you get flipped over like that, you're right behind him, and my arm was just in the perfect spot. I just punched him right uppercutted him right in the nuts. And I'm not proud of that, <laughs> but you know how many times he did that to me for the rest of the game? Not once. <laughs> and it pissed me off. I, you know, I don't, but I'm just, that's a weird story to tell you. I, but there you go. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Steed's Spotlight Player of the Week. Um, it's going to be a homer take. We've had a few homer takes. I did a homer take last week. I'm going to flip it over to the other side of this homer take this week. Uh, my Spotlight Player of the Week is actually McCole Hardman. Uh, kind of popped off there. Uh, he had that. He had the third, the 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 patented Tyreek Hill touch pass touchdown that the Patrick Mahomes threw like five of when he threw those fifty when he had his fifty touchdown season. Yeah. Um, but that little just that little touch pass. He had one of those for thirty yards for a touchdown. He ended up he ended up with the game for I want to get this right. Yeah, he had he had seven receptions for ninety six yards. Yeah, he was. But he had some key catches. He had a, he had a good first down there. What he felt like he felt like he was in the Tyreek Hill role. And it felt like Tyreek Hill was in the McCole Hardman role. Cause, yeah. Because what, what having McCole Hardman there and doing all that, it allowed everybody else to get open. Then he became a dangerous threat. And then you let a top 10, at least, wide receiver in the NFL just run deep on you? That was insane. That's, it, if, if they can just interchange those guys, that's going to be a, a killer duo for years to come. And I just... yeah. And, and so and I want to I want to put my spotlight on McCole Hardman. He's he's really pro- been progressing, and like we said, we're kind of using these games as it feels like preseason games, and then we get this bye week next week. I think you're just going to keep on seeing more and more of McCole Hardman and keep getting him getting him installed. And it, you know, and I clicked on his ESPN profile, and what's the video talking about? It's it's uh, it's you know, they're fantasy guys talking about if McCole Hardman is a viable fantasy option. Which you know, you're only a, a viable fantasy option once you become. Uh, an actual player in the offense, you know, a second or a third or a fourth wide receiver like you like you normally are uh, isn't the case. But, you know, with Sammy Watkins' absence and letting him get healthy again because it's the preseason and letting the younger guys play, it's been a great opportunity for McCall Hardman to step up, and he's really been impressing me. 
So that yeah, is my I, spotlight player of the week. Yeah, and just to add on just real quick here before we move on, um, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys caught the ball for the Chiefs last week. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody averaged uh, – the only person who averaged below five yards a catch was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had three for ten, which I'm sure everybody will take. Right. Um, but, yeah, Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 109 touchdown. Tyreek, four catches, 98, two touchdowns. McColl, seven catches, 97 yards, a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, four catches, 63 yards, a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell, three for 31. Byron Pringle, three for 22, including a nice fourth down catch that we saw. Daryl Williams, one for seven. Deion Yelder, one for five. And Nick Kaiser, one for five. Those are literally all, those all, all are, the receptions listed out one by one. Yes, correct. Yeah. All those, all those, all those numbers is exactly what the Chiefs, you know, need, and that's how, you know, that's is kind of what we see in a preseason game. Yeah. But this is that's great I mean, news for the Chiefs, opening up all these guys. I'm glad to see Deion Yelder back. I don't know why we haven't been using him. I always thought he was a little bit undervalued as like a, a second string or third string guy. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, three wide receivers over 95 yards is going to win you a lot of games. Yeah. Yes, it will. And three three solid options: Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, McCall Hardman. You're not you're not even you're not even dipping into your Sammy Watkins or your or your backfield or your, your uh, backside of the backfield, Clyde edwards Lawyer and Le'Veon Bell. This is an insanely dangerous offense, and this is and you know it's it's a cliche to call the Chiefs' offense dangerous, but God damn it, dude, it is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'm with <laughs> um, you there, man. Man, it's gonna be it's just so hard to beat them, and I don't. They're back to be my Super Bowl favorites. I don't care. I don't think they ever yeah, weren't yeah. my Super Bowl favorites, but they weren't. They weren't my Super Bowl favorite, but like I didn't have anybody else my Super Bowl favorite when they weren't. Yeah, my Super Bowl I got favorite. you. I feel you. Um. Okay. So that's good. Let's talk about. Oh, let's do our top ten. Sorry, <laughs> lost track of our ranking. Um. Of course, as today is the election, uh, you hear a lot about the swing states or well, what? Well, if blah 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 gets this state or they, he gets this state, the elections over. He gets that state, the elections over. This state's going like this. This state's got this. All I've heard is this state, that state, his his state, her state. It's a great state. They're all great states. Well, some. So let's talk about the top ten states. Oh, and and I, I told you to rank this on. Whatever you want. I We didn't do top 10 most beautiful, top 10 most fun, top 10 most populated, top 10 that you'd like to visit, top 10 you have visited. I don't care. I don't. I, when you think of top 10 states, when you think of this state, I want you to think, oh, wow, that's a good state. I think I'd like to go to that state. I, oh, I had a great time when I was in that state. Give me your top 10 states, Owen. Okay. So, fun fact about me. Um, I've actually been to half of the United States. So, I think I have a pretty good grasp of... And you'll see that from... Don't forget he was born in New Jersey. He's, he is Guido, and don't forget. <laughs> thank you. That's all I had to say. Only sorry. one of these states on the list... Well, two... Actually, I've been to all these states, but two of them don't really count because I was too young to remember. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so you'll see that reflected on my list. So, uh, at my number 10 spot, I have Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's wow. got a, a, a developing uh, housing market. Um, all the places I've been in Tennessee have been great. Uh, Nashville is awesome. Uh, Memphis is pretty cool. Um, Knoxville is really nice. Um, so, yeah, I think Tennessee is a solid 10 spot. At number nine, I have the arbitrary state that I grew up in, which is Kansas. I have to have it on the nine or 10 spot. I think I just think it beats Tennessee because of the food here in Kansas. I know that people might say, oh, it's Missouri barbecue. But Kansas side barbecue actually is pretty good as well. Uh, and Kansas has a lot of nice things, nice housing. Uh, great colleges to go to school. <laughs> one for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> one, one, a hundred percent confirmed. 
So, yeah, I'm going to put Kansas in my number uh, nine spot. In my number eight spot, I got Arizona slash New Mexico. I think it's just about the same atmosphere in both of them. Uh, Albuquerque and Phoenix, uh, I think, are uh, comparable cities uh, in terms of, like, feel. Uh, Scottsdale is really nice in Arizona. I think Arizona deserves to be in the top ten, and for me, it's my number eight. Uh, number seven, I got actually North Carolina. Um, the beaches are absolutely gorgeous, and if you go, you can go back into the Appalachian Mountains if you go out west. It's really pretty out there. The people are friendly, and uh, that's why North Carolina is in my number seven. So Oregon is actually my number six, and it's just this is just off of literally just pure beauty. Oregon is freaking gorgeous, man. The mountains and the forest, it's just amazing. It's just gorgeous there. I don't really like the people. Uh, they're not too great, but they tend to actually stick to themselves if you go out to the, towards the Great Bend area, if you just get away from Portland, which is a, a top 10 worst city in America, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, just stay away from Portland, and the rest of Oregon is pretty fantastic. The beaches are even cool in Oregon as well. Uh, so number four, I actually got Minnesota. Minnesota nice is a real thing, and I, I'm a big fan of Minnesota. Uh I've been to Mankato and I've been to the Twin Cities uh, in Minnesota, and both of those are really nice. Um, they've got nice sports in Minnesota, although they tend to break your heart. But their stadiums are really nice up in Minnesota, and just the, the people really are what put Minnesota at number four for me. Uh, for number three, I have New York because it's just got literally Maybe everything. Even less so right um, now. It's got forests if you go out west. Buffalo and NYC are really nice. NYC kind of carries it with Times Square and everything being super cool out there. Um, and they've got some really nice hockey teams if you if you know where to look. So uh, New York comes in at my number three spot. Uh, number two is Hawaii uh, because it's tropical, it's gorgeous, the people are super nice, and there's volcanoes and sharks there. Uh, like kind of like top two cool things in my opinion, right. volcanoes and sharks. So so Hawaii slides in at my number two spot. And number one is Texas because I freaking love Texas, man. The people are insane. The weather is insane. The Hot. political climate. The political climate's insane. It's very the interesting. Very the interesting differences in, in, the, in Texas are insane. Did you know that uh, it's – I think it was something stupid I read. Uh, it's closer to go from KC to Nashville than it is to go from one side of Texas to the other. I can believe that. I mean, Nashville's, Nashville's closer than you think because, I mean, Tennessee does border Missouri. And right. Texas is the size of – Four Missouris. Yeah, I know it's so, insane. So, so that's why Texas. And uh, I think just the uh, the freedoms in Texas are unlike anything else. Um, obviously, it changes on wherever you go. But big fan of Texas. Those gun those gun toting Americans. By the way, Truman, uh, you probably I've probably told you this before. Uh, do you know it's legal to open carry a sword in Texas? Interesting. I feel like you can open you can open carry a broadsword in Texas. They I feel like that one's I feel like that one's fair, right? Because like a sword, you're like, hey, he's got a sword. And <laughs> like, a here's sword. the thing about about sword guys is I'm not you know there's some guys that if they were open carrying like guns, I might come up and be like, well, why are you doing this? Or you know what makes you want to do that? Where'd you get that? You know what I'm not doing? I'm not talking to the guy with the sword, man. You know what? <laughs> You're probably a weird enough guy. I really don't. And maybe he bought that sword to start conversation. And maybe he's no, open, maybe he open carrying that sword to start conversation. I don't give a shit about your sword conversation. Don't get me yeah, in your sword like, talks. I don't. I don't care. It's kind of like the the person that is hitchhiking in the forest with an axe. You're just not gonna stop. Cool. You're not. Hey, good luck with that axe, bud. <laughs> yep. See. Ya. All right. All right. So. Yep. And so that's why Texas is my number one. Super weird. It's my kind of style. Uh. Texas is my number one state. All right, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Give me your 10 to 1 list. Uh, just real quick, my 10 to 1. Uh, number 10, Tennessee. Number 9, Kansas, because I have to put my home state somewhere. 
number eight, Arizona slash New Mexico. I think they're basically the same. Uh, seven, North Carolina. Whoa, whoa. Six, Oregon. Five, Colorado. Oh, I skipped over five, Colorado. How did I skip over Colorado at five? I, I went great straight state. from six to four. A great state uh, of five. Colorado's really nice. It's really pretty. Great sports. Great atmosphere. Denver's gorgeous. Colorado at five. <laughs> so, so Colorado at five. Minnesota at four. New York three. Hawaii at two. And Texas at one. I don't hate it. Um, all right. So let's get into my list. Um, I'm actually sorry. I'm doing some late shuffling as I'm looking at. I, I ate. The, I wrote this list while I was eating, while I was eating uh, dinner, and I'm like, uh-huh. hmm, maybe I want to change a few things around here. Well, that's what um, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Coming at number 10 for me is Illinois. Uh, it's hard not to include Chicago. You know, and, and Illinois only gets to be on the list because of Chicago, of course. Yeah, that was my, Illinois was definitely on my short list. So. Yeah, uh, Illinois at number 10 is fine. Uh, you know, the reason Illinois isn't higher is because it's Chicago, and then the rest of it is absolute shit. Um, <laughs> number 9 is Georgia. Georgia, uh, you know, I think, I think they've... Uh, it's definitely another one. It's very similar to Texas where you're like, man, that's got to be an interesting political climate where you've got, a, like in Austin, you have one of the most progressive cities in the world. And then they live in one of the most conservative states, but we don't have to talk yeah, about all yeah. that. Georgia's exactly. kind of in that same, same thing, where they've got Atlanta. Atlanta's progressing in a way. And then they live in Georgia. So it's very interesting. And I've been to Atlanta, great food, oh, uh, great, great people. It's got a lot of history. Uh, there's a lot of things about Martin Luther King Jr. down in Atlanta. Uh, they've got the Coke Factory. They've got the um, Pro, uh, College Football Hall of Fame. There's a lot of things to like there. Um, oh, yeah. Atlanta's really great. Uh, I love Atlanta. There's a lot of things to do in Atlanta. I would recommend going to Atlanta if anybody hasn't. Uh, shout out Catman. Uh, if, if anybody ever tries to make fun of you for being in the marching band in high school, okay, okay but if you stick through, if you can survive it and get to and get to college marching band, I'm here to tell it's, it's so It's so awesome. You get to travel. You get to have fun. People in college love the bands. People at halftime stay to watch the band. They love that you're in the band. Oh, you're in the band? That's so cool. You know, in high school, that's not how it gets. I'll tell you, if you stick with it and you get to college band, college bands is dope. You have some of the biggest parties because you have, you know, the largest, one of the largest, one of the largest social groups on campus. And then you just get to all, you know, and you have a bunch of people to invite there and then they get to bring their friends. Uh... College band is is seriously so great, and it's it's one of those things that's very slept on. Um, and th- the reason I bring it up is because it got it let me travel to Atlanta, it let me travel to North Carolina, it let me travel to Texas. Uh, I know people that got to travel to like California and New all York. over New York. There's you know we went to Arizona, we went to uh, those are my first opportunity to be in New Mexico. Oh, we've been I've been everywhere, man, with that band. Uh, I know that Memphis is an absolute shit city. Don't go to it. I hate <laughs> I hate Memphis. Uh, it's fun yeah. on New Year's. Beale Street's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, my so number nine Georgia. Number eight is Missouri. Just like you, I gotta have my home state. Uh, I love I love Kansas City. I love the Missouri side of Kansas City, especially the Kansas side can keep it. It's like the watered down side of Kansas City. Hey, we got three-time champions, uh, uh, Sporting KC. Relax. Yeah, but two of those championships were over on the Missouri side, so you relax. No, no, no. Sporting has three championships. They have one MLS championship. Yeah, but then we have three MLS, uh, two other MLS tournaments. That's a trophy, son. Count it. Stop. Count it. Keep your Concaf Cup or your or your <laughs> Lamar Hunt Trophy or whatever Clark Hunt. I don't know, whatever it is. You can keep it. I don't care. Community. We have we have just shield. we have just as many MLS cups on the Missouri side as you do on the Kansas side. 
even though that isn't a major North American four. There's, but there are two two major sports teams on the Missouri side. We could talk Kansas versus Missouri for hours. Let's not get into it's it. True. It's uh, true. The we barbecue can. is the best in the world in Kansas City. Don't give a shit about Texas. Don't give a shit about Memphis. Don't give a shit about the Carolinas. Uh, or your Brooklyn barbecues, or whatever the hell's going on over there. Although you, you, you should even mention Brooklyn. It's not. I barbecue. don't. I don't mention it. But Missouri uh, is my number eight state in the world, uh, in, in the U.S. In the world, number eight U.S. state in the world. Um, <laughs> and uh, moving on, uh, the other state I live in, New Mexico. I probably put it slightly above Missouri, and the reason is the weather. Holy shit! If you like, like you say, Arizona and New Mexico are the same. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's different about the, where people about where people actually live in New Mexico in Santa Fe and Albuquerque. The weather is phenomenal, and if you like all four seasons, then go to go to New Mexico. If you don't like all four seasons, you hate the cold, go to Arizona. That's fine. Go live in Phoenix. But if you like all four seasons in New Mexico, you get all four seasons except they're all fantastic. The cold doesn't get below zero. Uh, the heat is a dry heat and it doesn't get, a, and it barely touches a hundred. You still get snow. The, the springs and falls are fantastic. You leave your window open all day. It's great. Uh, the food's pretty good. It's not as good as in Kansas City, I would say, you know, but I do like the green chili. I like, uh, Albuquerque has a really weird fusion of Mexican and Greek culture. It's very interesting, but you Greek? know, really? yeah, it's great. I can go get an awesome burrito. Or I could go get an awesome gyro. It's very interesting. Um, weird. I didn't know that. Gyro. Uh, <laughs> so at number seven, I've got New Mexico. Number six, I have Nevada. Again, another state that's kind of just, uh, because of Las Vegas. Uh, you know, you know me, I like to sports gamble. I'd like to go, I like to get to Vegas one of these times. Uh, you get to have, uh, have legal brothels or whatever in Nevada? Cool. You guys are cool with me. Number six. That's fine. Uh, number five, uh, another state that you mentioned that I haven't been to, but I think that I would really like to go to when it's not the winter, and that is Minnesota. Uh, yeah. I have heard of Minnesota nice. I've heard Minneapolis is one of the coolest cities in the world. I've it's heard, really nice. I've heard they're making a lot of uh, future progressments. Um, Minnesota would be really cool to go to. Uh, number four, uh, again, another one just because of one city is New York. I'd like to go to New York, New York one time. And I've also heard that upstate, like my grandparents grew up or lived in upstate New York for a while. And they, and you know, I, I think it'd be fun to go like see like Buffalo during like the fall maybe. Uh, so yeah, so New York, mostly for the city, but I think I'd be interested in, in the, some of the, some of the rest of the state for sure as well. Uh, number three is Texas. Um, I like Texas. I've been to Houston, been to Dallas. You know, Dallas kind of sucks because of the traffic, but I'm sure there's likable things about Dallas. It's a, it's a business hub for sure, uh, a big flight hub. A lot of mechanical engineers go down there. Um, you know, I think Texas, I, I'd like to go see Austin. I think, you know, I've been to Houston. Houston was cool. Uh, the barbecue's fine. The barbecue's good. Don't get me wrong. It's not the best in the world, but it's fine. And it's got it's got three or four of the biggest cities in the world. And I think I think they've all got different things to like. And I think that adds a lot to a lot to a state and gives and so that the state can always change. If Austin, like you know, the state vision of Texas and the state politics of Texas are changing just because of Austin. It's very interesting. Um, so Texas very uh, interests me a lot. Uh, my number two would be California. Uh, California is viewed at from a lot of people as being kind of a shit state. You either love California or you hate California. Uh, another one where I think I'd like to get to go to. Um, again, the weather's really nice. A lot of it kind of plays into the weather for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the you know getting to like LA where it's beautiful all year, San Diego where I've heard it's perfect. Uh, like, San Diego's oh. great. I actually really like yeah. San Diego. I've heard there's absolutely nothing to do in San Diego, but I've heard it's perfect weather. How are more? How are there not uh, more would, things going on in San Diego? I would I would disagree with that assessment. Right. San Diego had a lot but going it, on. But if you go into but if you go into San Diego, think it's gonna be Los Angeles, then it's not. But San Diego, Sac, right. you know, uh, San Francisco, another great uh, another city feels like it's got a great feel. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, actual all right spots of Oakland <laughs> for as bad as a rap. Yeah, as so it gets. I actually didn't like San Fran. Really, I would. I I liked uh, San Diego way more than I like San Fran, and I know I think San Fran is kind of like Vegas, two day town, man. I would not want to stay in San Francisco for more than two days. Interesting. I've got to. I've, yeah. I've, I've got to get over there to the West Coast and do. A I would more. definitely say that it's good to visit, but I would much if I was going to stay somewhere, I would choose San Diego over. I've I've got I've got to do a little more traveling west of my top state here, but my top state is actually Colorado. Uh, I lived yeah. I lived in Denver for a summer. I lived, uh, you know, I've been back quite a few times to visit random cities in Colorado. Uh, you know, it's it's Denver's tough to live in because of all the traffic, and because uh, people are just a little bit crazy in Denver. But you know, it's a fun city, and it's uh, it's got a good vibe. It's got good food. It's got uh, fairly nice people. A good bar scene. Uh, you can, and then, and then, you know, you can go up and I, I hiked 14ers when I was there. We've gone back snowing and sledding. We've gone up and got a cabin in the mountains and, you know, sat in a hot tub all day. Uh, we've gone to Podunk casinos there and, oh, Cripple Creek and, you know, it's, or, or up in Blackhawk even. It's, it's a fun city. It's a fun state with a lot of little, uh, little nice. And I think it's got a little bit of something for everybody. If you know, uh, you can go up to Boulder where it's, you know, more of like a Portland vibe up there, you know, yeah. Portland before everything right now. And, uh, yeah. So, okay. So from number 10 to number one, I have Illinois, Georgia, Missouri, New Mexico, Nevada, Minnesota, New York, Texas, California. And number one is Colorado. Yeah. That's a solid list. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think California might be a little bit too high, but, uh, I'm there with you. You know, I, I think it's a good list. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there with you. It's a good, solid list, solid list. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to do uh, Pop Culture Minutes? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. I'm and, prepared for this one. Wait. And just before we do Pop Culture Minutes, we always have to remind you, you can find Owen Dom here at twitch.tv slash domination7. He spelled his Twitter before. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. So my Twitter, uh, which I am going to change, it's a little bit lengthy. So it is uh, Owen, O-W-E-N, gosh, G-O-S-H, Dom, D-A-H-M, and then M-I-T on the end of it for an at Owen, gosh, Dom. It, I spelled with my last name. And you're going to change it. You're going to change it hopefully here soon. Uh, I think I am going to give it a little change. Probably like the real Owen Dom, the real O-D, something like that. You sure, know? sure, sure, sure. And uh, I've been Truman Steen. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Steen Machine. Uh, oh, let's spell them real quick. Uh, Domination7, D-A-H-M-I-N-A. T-I-O-N and the number seven. Steam Machine, S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. I always struggle spelling like the normal ones. Like, like I don't struggle with Dom, but I'll struggle, I'll get Nation mixed up in my head. And I don't struggle with Steam, yeah. but then I'll get mixed up with Machine. You know, sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, so, very interesting. Okay, so, that being said, let's get into our Pop Culture Minutes, Owen. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll start this one off because I want to kind of pop off on this one. As you know, it is November 3rd. Uh, it is Election Day. But more importantly, it is three days after Halloween. 
take your damn Christmas tree down. We're going towards the second most American holiday. Thanksgiving. Stop forgetting about Thanksgiving, people. Seriously. It is the second most American holiday behind the fourth. It's an event that actually happened. It's important to our nation. Thanksgiving is a top three holiday. Oh, and you're sounding like a little Scrooge over there. I stop it. Stop it. Maybe a Grinch. Christmas trees, but I'm 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 circling around the wagons here. I need to come back to it. Christmas trees should not be put up, and Christmas lights should not be put up until after Thanksgiving. I'm if a you big... have your Christmas, if you have your Christmas tree up before Halloween, you're an extra clown fool. If you put it up after uh, Halloween, you're slightly less of a fool, but still a fool. Wait till the lions are getting their cheeks clapped at Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day to put up your tree. Thank you. I'm a big I'm a big believer in uh, the Friday the Black Friday you go shopping early in the morning. You get up, you go to send the lines after. So okay, so you go turkey, you eat you eat you eat the big Thanksgiving dinner. Get, get into your coma, don't forget the coma. Right, and you take your little nap. I think Casey, do they do the lights Thanksgiving night or do they do it Friday night? I don't know. I've the plaza lights. never been in KC for Thanksgiving. I always go to Nebraska oh, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Are you sure you still love Thanksgiving that much? Um <laughs> But uh, Kiss It either lights their lights on like Thursday night or Friday night. Either way, uh, so you go Thanksgiving. I think I think they light it Thanksgiving night. So Thanksgiving night, you go watch the Plaza Light Show. Friday, you go to the Plaza. Uh, sorry, you go you go Black Friday shopping. You go do you go get that done. You wake up early. You come back. You take a nap, and then you set up the tree. You eat yep, Thanksgiving leftovers on fr- on Friday night. You eat Thanksgiving leftovers. You go open face. I'm telling you, go turkey, mashed potatoes. Stuffing and cranberry cover all that in gravy, right on top of Ooh. like some of those dinner rolls. Ooh. Oh, I'm a, I'm a big cover everything in, in gravy guy, but yeah. uh, cranberry sauce underrated, by the way. And, oh, underrated. by the way, uh, the we're worst gonna cran- have to do, uh, we're gonna do a top 10 holidays to- and a top 10 no. Thanksgiving food for sure. They top 10 Thanksgiving yeah. food, yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. next week we'll go top 10 holidays because I want to, I want to hear your after hearing your disdain for the Christmas tree, I want to hear your rankings. I'm very interested. Don't don't yeah. give anything away here. You already gave away where I Thanksgiving will, will, is on the list. You already you already call it top yeah, three. You I, can't I take it out I now. Um, for the cranberry sauce, by the way, I, again, I, and I've got a different pop culture minute. But for the cranberry sauce, the worse it gets, the more that it stays in the can shape, more that's the better the cranberry sauce is. The people that make the people that make the handmade cranberry sauce where you can taste that. Oh, it's got real cranberries in here. Get that shit out of my face. I want you to open up the ocean spray. It doesn't even have the pull tab. It's not even an expensive enough can where it's got the pull tab to pull it off. Get the 90 cent can of ocean spray. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving or cranberry sauce. Open it with your can opener. Cut your hand on the lid, opening it. Slurp it out of the can. Put it on the thing. And, and and then the perfect the and leave it in the, the kit. The, the ridges, groups. the ridges. Yes, yep. yes, yep. Yep. yes. Yep. Uh, yep. We'll talk about it with the top ten Thanksgiving foods. Uh, my pop culture minute here is I want to talk about. Um, so I just want to tell a story. Um, it is election day. Uh, I think I think you got to. We've got to tell this story, right? Um, yeah, it's a great story. So, it's a great story. Uh, an earlier earlier mine and Owen's friendship, sophomore year of college, which would be four years ago. Uh, we were 
uh, facing another election. Um, as we've hinted before, me and Owen, we're not going to vote for the same person. Doesn't matter who's going to vote who. We weren't even going to vote in the same state. Uh, I did not have a yes, car sir. in college. I convinced Owen to drive me back because we didn't get our absentee ballots. No, we were... stop it. You said convince. No. Right. This is you what were, happened. I'm, you were going back. You were going back. <laughs> I, I you asked are... you. I was like, hey, bro, can I? Let's make a day out of it. I think I said, let's make a day out of it. You know, let's, can you, can we do your vote? Then we'll go over to do my voting. Yeah, cause, you, Cause you didn't get your absentee ballot and you weren't going to be able to vote. I said, come on, bro, let's go. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's like a two hour drive to KC for, for the Missouri side. I think it's an hour and a half for you. So we drove the hour, hour and a half. Owen votes on the Kansas side. Then we go to the Missouri side and the polls in Missouri, I want to say closed at eight or at seven. I thought they closed at nine. No, because we were able because because the after the thing we did after that makes me think that it closed where we could still go to that restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to yeah, say the polls in Missouri closed at eight. Here's the thing about it: is we got to Missouri, we got in the line at the polls. I think they closed at I think they closed at seven actually. We got to the polls. We got in into we got into the line in Missouri at maybe six forty five, like fifteen minutes before the poll closed. It was like, hell yeah. The line was crazy long because everybody was off work already. The line was an hour wait on its own. Um, so, but still like 50 more people came in behind me. Um, so Owen's just sitting in the car during this whole time. We get, I get to the front after waiting for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, they tell me that they can't find my voter registration because... Somebody at the DMV, when I had registered to vote, said, hey, would you like to register to vote? I was like, yeah, great. They're like, okay, cool. So let's just, and so they're like, we'll do it. I was like, cool. And then they did it, allegedly. What they did is my address, uh, I won't give you the full address, but I'll give you the, but nobody lives there in my family anymore, but it was 12101 was the number on it. This person at the DMV put in 1210, which wasn't my address. And put me in some crazy voter precinct. You know, I have five family members that were voting. So I just went with them. I went to the same one. I was like, I assume they just didn't send my card or whatever. You know, I, I registered. I remember, you know, and I, I'm still registered. Uh, and so I sat there. We got through the line for an hour and a half. They get there. They said, hey, we don't have your voter registration. I'm like, all right, whatever. They're like, so you have to wait until everybody else has gone through unless we can find it before then. Otherwise, you're just going to have to fill out whatever ballot and hope we find it. I'm like, okay. So, long story short, they don't find it. Everybody in Missouri gets through. Everybody at this at one of the most as one of the busiest precincts in South Kansas City gets through. They all vote. And we're sitting at I mean, I think it was like 8:30, and we got in the line. I got in the line at like 6:45. Owen's just sitting in the car. Like I think also talking to my family cuz my family was there. Um and yeah, I didn't talk to your. I didn't. I really talk to your family all that much. I think I sat on. I sat on my phone for a while. I watched some TV. Right, right. And so, they finally let me in. Uh, they eventually figured out the mistake. They find that's one two one zero. They're like, we can't send you over that precinct that you should be voting in because that's not really the precinct you should be voting in because your zip code and everything else would be put you here. They're like, so you just have to fill out a provisional ballot. And you know, to this day, I don't know if this counts or not, but we. Uh, I filled out the ballot, and then I hope it counted. It doesn't really matter because it's Missouri, so it's not a swing state by any means. But uh, I got to vote finally, and then um, afterwards, me and Owen, 
uh, fucking had been waiting for two and a half hours, and our big grand plan was, oh, we'll be back in Manhattan, where, it's, where K-State is, at like 10 p.m. or whatever. That'll be great. And we'll, yeah. we'll stop and get barbecue on the way out of town, and we finally st- stopped. Uh, we finally stopped at... Uh, we stopped at Arthur Bryant's on the way out of town. Got some good Kansas City barbecue. Damn, that shit was so and good. And it was so good, especially after, like, we hit it, like, closing time, where you order, like, a pound of meat, and they give you, like, a pound and a half, because they can't, you know, they don't want to take home that much, or whatever it can. Yeah, they can't save it for the so next good. day, and they just, they loaded us up. We ate so much, and all the way home, I think we played freeze out when we were getting close to Manhattan, because we were trying not to fall asleep. Oh, God. Because it was yeah, midnight, and we had eaten a huge barbecue <laughs> meal. And then we got to, and it was kind of nice because honestly, we got to do the voting, but we, like, our phones were dead and stuff, so we didn't even get to pay attention. It was just kind of our little nugget of friendship yeah. of two people that weren't going to vote for the same thing. And then, of course, we eventually got back to our dorms. And, of course, if anybody remembers the 2016 election night, it was an absolute shit show. And then it was, oh, yeah, or, you know, you know, whether or not, it, you know, it's one of the greatest, it's one of, not, you know, the greatest, it's one of the biggest political upsets in history. For sure. Uh, and so right, yeah. it was, you know, we got back and shit, hit, shit had hit the fan. People were crying. People were cheering. People were burning it, a couch. Do you remember the cigarette burned the couch? Somebody, somebody burned a couch. They, but they were burning couches for everything back then. But yeah, they, <laughs> That's true, they were. Frats, they were. frats will always take, you know, every college that will take it to burn the burn the couch. But, uh, you know, I encourage you on uh, during this election day and possibly election week here as we have to worry about county votes. Uh, just find your little nugget of friendship. Uh, across the aisle, and uh, just think, you know, things things can always be worse, and just appreciate the little things that aren't about the election. I'll say that, and I'll still freak out for the rest of the week or whatever, but um, <laughs> we don't even know what's going on. This is, honestly, today, right now, this is our little nugget of avoiding what's going on in the election. That's true. Uh, is just doing this little podcast, and we hope that we are able to provide a little bit for other people. Again, yeah. I've been Truman Steen, uh, twitch.tv slash Steam Machine, same at Twitter, uh, uh, www.com dot uh, rollingwiththemachine.com whatever uh, that's been Owen Dom Domination7 on Twitch Owen Gosh Dom yes, on Twitter uh, yes, we sir. appreciate you spending your election day with us we appreciate you spending your Thursday after your election with us if you're listening on Spotify especially if you, you made it this far hope you, we voted. Hope you voted and we hope to see you next week see you guys yes sir